0: This is How We Get By, hosted by me, Monica Noel. Today I sat down with a, an acquaintance, somebody I didn't really know as well, and I luckily got to know her so much better, and I appreciate everything that she has had to say. I've learned so much, and I hope you will too. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Danielle. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you Uh, want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to share?
1: Oh, God. um, Yeah, sure. I just got, like, instantly very nervous, but I feel like that's just how I operate. Um, But, yeah, my name's Danielle. Um, Born and raised in Taylor, Pennsylvania. Well, actually, born in Scranton, raised in Taylor. Went to school in Scranton uh, and then moved to Philly when I went to college so I've been in Philly, like, six years now or so. really like it down there a lot. I am a painter, although I haven't been doing it as much as I should be lately, but, or maybe not should be, but I haven't been doing it a lot lately. I'm also very into poetry, and I love to write. And I work in, like, graphic design and social media kind of stuff. So, you know, it kind of in- it incorporates those artistic, creative urges of mine. Yeah, I love my boyfriend. His name is Chet. He's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful human, and I love him very much. And we have a cat. <laughs> she is horrible, but I love her too. Yeah, I feel like that's about it for me. I don't.
0: That's know. good. Yeah. I really appreciate that. My elevator that. pitch for myself. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Your art is amazing too. Oh, thank Just you. Just gonna say that right away. Shucks. Ladies. Um. So. To get started, is there anything you wanted to share as far as any struggles you have with mental health or um, any illnesses, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it's been a, a long and complicated journey with things. I don't really know how to, how to start, but I feel like throughout my whole life, I've had very fluctuating um, emotional states. I've never technically been diagnosed as bipolar, but it does run in my family, and I experienced it firsthand with my mom, who is very open about her mental health struggles, and she has always told me about her mania and depression and whatnot, and it really, like, it, it's, it's very obvious to me now, but for a while it wasn't, and I was like, I don't understand like, why this is happening to me, and it was nice... I mean, obviously, unfortunate that we're both going through it, but at the same time, it was nice to be able to be like, hey, some days I feel like I am on top of the world and want to do everything all at once. Kind of like, right now I'm pretty manic, although not as much as I could be. Um, And then other days I can't get out of bed and can't even think about getting out of bed and can't even think about anything. Just, you know, just the depths of despair. Um, And it feels like there's no way out of it and neither one of those states ever think that the other one exists or like see the other one coming. So all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I'm back. Like I have something happened. I'm back on top of the world. Like everything's wonderful. Like how was I ever like that? You know, that'll never happen again. And then it does. It always, you know, happens again, but that's been a a reoccurring theme throughout my life. And also I think that has played into a lot of like disordered eating patterns and things like that because for a while when I was manic it was like oh I feel great like I don't need food like screw that like I'm better than that like in a weird very bad way like that's not how anyone should be thinking because you need to eat and on the flip side of that being in a depressive state it was like I don't even want to feed myself because I don't deserve to that feeling of just like First of all, like, not being able to get out of bed and, like, actually make anything or, right. like, do anything. But second of all, just, like, that feeling of unworthiness and, you know, like, why? <laughs>
0: like why? Like, why bother?
1: So I think those two things have kind of fed off each other, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> I really not shouldn't annoying. have said
0: that. Um, I think but, it's great that you said that. They've definitely,
1: they've definitely influenced each other in kind of like a cyclical way. Yeah. And they've been that way for pretty much my entire life. Although now I have a, a way better handle on the food aspect of it, which at least is something. That is. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, I like rambled on for a really long time. I'm
0: happy that but. you felt comfortable enough to share. My oh. first thought as an artist, and because your art is amazing, um, is that actually the thing you said about eating. Where you said when you're in your low points, you don't feel like. Well, Van Gogh, he mm. wouldn't. It wasn't food, but he wouldn't allow himself to sleep on a bed. Right. He would like so he would just yes. and I yes. just think that it, it speaks to that. So and I'm the same way. So yeah. I get that struggle. I had. Um, There was, like, a time in my life where I was, like, down to 90 pounds because I just... um, For me, I just don't eat because of that. It's more of, like, a punishment thing. Right. So I totally understand that. With your mom, that's amazing. In in a way, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm not trying to make light out of it at all. But did she, you know, kind of learn some ways to cope and teach you those things? Well, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, initially... Her coping mechanism when she was younger was alcohol. Yeah. And she turned to alcohol at a like, young age. She just didn't know how to deal with emotions and As things. As many so,
0: people do. Right. And, yeah. And who go blame them?
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know? And especially, like, at that time. Right. Um, you know, it was very much, don't let the neighbors know that you're suffering. Like, everything has to look good yeah. on the outside. You know, Absolutely. typical American family. And so those things are kind of repressed so yeah so at a young age you know that that happened and then at that time like that's a that's a pivotal development point for you so that's like when you're really like as a teenager like you're learning how to deal with the kid in high school that's mean and feeling bad and like all this stuff like you're learning how to deal with that as you grow into an adult so when you're really just not doing any of that and repressing it and repressing it you you are repressed like you are at a repressed mental age or emotional age rather absolutely and so when she stopped drinking and she started go, like going to AA meetings and stuff and getting sober it was yeah one about the the stopping of the literal drinking but the whole other side of that coin was learning how to face your emotions and just identify them let alone deal with them Like, if, like, a baby is crying, like, maybe it's sad or it's hungry (laughs) or it needs its mom or it needs its diaper changed. But pinpointing that emotion can be very difficult because it's just crying. And that was, like, just
0: drinking, you know. Absolutely. And I am, I relate to that so much because I have only just, in the past year, I'm 29 years old, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: learned to identify my emotions. It's crazy. And it's life-changing.
1: So it's, it's actually, it's kind of funny. I, I I love that this happened this way, although I don't, obviously, again, love the situation, <laughs> yeah. clearly. But when she, she stopped drinking when I was four, I think, like something like that. I was, I was like preschool age. It was around the time when I was starting to learn about emotions and things. And she was very good at teaching me because she was also learning at the same time. Oh, that's so amazing. I remember, I don't even know if this is real, but I heard... Is in my mind, for some reason. I remember this kind of poster-sized chart or something, and it was, how are you feeling today? And it was, like, all these different cartoon faces, and then they had the, like, names of emotions. So it would be, like, happy, sad, angry, jealous, envious, like, blah, 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 all these different things. It was great because, as a kid, getting that exposure to, like, seeing these differences between these things and actually like, having someone there to help you sort through them and figure out, (laughs) I feel this and this and this, therefore, this is my emotion. Having that while also having her learning from me, like it's this weird, it was this weird bonding thing, I think, that really helped the both of us, honestly. And so I think I became more emotionally literate than a lot of my peers at that time. Which was interesting because then there would be like my friends that were just like crying for like not no reason but like you couldn't you can tell why and I was like how are you feeling are you sad angry jealous depressed like <laughs> and they're like I oh, don't know but it, yeah so it was just like an interesting I, eventually people kind of caught up clearly kind
0: of I don't know I just told you Or maybe not I remember last year no that's it's so funny because one of my last interviews I we joked about how nice it must have been to have for some people to have parents that taught them how to like know their emotions and regulate them yeah. i was like to imagine have parents like that and i keep thinking that maybe whenever i go through a tough time i always think that there has to be a reason I'm going through this. I'm going to help somebody someday go yeah. through something similar. So for your mother, I mean, it's terrible that she had to go through that, but it seems like she really made something positive out of it.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think just the idea of, I don't, I don't really know what the situation was, but it was not a good one in the sense that if I think she had kept going down the same trajectory that she had been on, Things would not have been good, in any sense of the word. She always calls me like, "Oh, you were my angel, my guardian angel." Because if it wasn't for you, I don't know, like if I would have stopped. Like I said, like nothing good was gonna come of that. So that's that's nice, nice and sappy for you. But yeah, we definitely went through a lot of things at the same rate in that regard. So that was that was pretty interesting.
0: When did you start to realize your patterns as far as cycles, whatever you call them? Did you have a moment where you were kind of like, oh, wow, this is what my mom went through? Yeah, that's
1: interesting. I feel like I really didn't start to notice it or at least, like, pinpoint it well until college.
0: Okay. And I
1: feel like that was also when things started to get a little bit worse. Like, I don't really remember. I mean, well, no, that's a lie. I... Do remember times in high school where I would go from being like very v- like vibratingly manic to being very depressed but I didn't really think of it as something that was abnormal I just figured like oh like I'm not feeling great today and didn't realize the average person well no it's hard because the average person has more going on than I think they do so I don't want to say that
0: but like you knew that Typically, you're something was we Like,
1: something was not right. You know what you I mean? Didn't like, right. Right. You didn't feel right. Right. Something was off. Yeah. Even when I was feeling great, like, something was still off because it was, like, too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, like, like suspiciously. Like, oh, things are too good to be true. It was like, I am, like, too wired and right I now. Can't I can't. I can't, I, I can't do anything because I want to do everything. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I can't put my energy in and all these places. And you get so much
0: done in one day. I mean, I don't have, like, hypermania. But I go through times where, like, I can't even clean. Forever, and I so struggle with that. But, like, it's a depression type thing. Like, I'm just tired and I don't know how to, like, even get through my day. So when I do have time, I'm just, like, sleeping. And so, like, I don't get, like, things done that I need to. But then if I'm in a like, type of manic state, whatever it is, I get so much done in one day that I could have done over the course of a month. Oh, yeah. But then, I'm, but then once, like, that mania kind of wears off, then I'm exhausted again. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but I definitely feel that. It's,
1: it's pretty similar yeah. in the sense that there are certain times where, yeah, like you said, like I just get everything done and I'm like good at it mm-hmm. and I'm like really cranking away. But when it gets too far up there, I just can't do anything. For some reason, like I get to a certain point where I'm at my most manic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything seems appealing and I want to do everything all at once, all the time. I can't focus on any one thing because I'm just like all over the place. I get to a point where I just feel like my eyes are trying to focus on stuff and, like, I can't even focus. Like, I'm just, like, darting around the room, like, what's going on? Like, just unable to process anything.
0: And so how do you get to those moments?
1: Huh, that's a great question. I'm still trying to figure that
0: out. I know. Is it just kind of, like, paralyzing in a way, it sounds?
1: Yeah, kind of. It's definitely not productive. But I'm trying to be a little bit more patient with myself in the sense that, you know, obviously in today's corporate capitalist society, um, I don't know why I said it that way, but you know, it, I do know, productivity is absolutely equated with self-worth and it shouldn't be. I'm such like an A-type personality, like perfectionist. I was the kid with like, really good grades, really took pride in getting a high GPA, even though it doesn't really matter. Like I just wanted it. So the idea of not being productive to me is like <gasps> like what what a good am I then? Like why am I here? So I'm trying to be more patient with myself in the sense that like, if I'm feeling really depressed, take myself out of it a little bit and be like, you have permission to not do anything. And same with like being like super manic, take this as a time to just like be excited
0: <laughs> about
1: everything. <laughs> But try to harness that excitement maybe for when things are not so great, like when you're in more of an equilibrium state so that you can like really have that passion and drive to like get stuff done. Saying that makes it sound like, oh, of course, like simple, but like it's, it's definitely it's not, not because right now I can say that. But once I'm in that, I'm like, no, yes, like what do I do? What do, how do I breathe? Why am I blinking so much? I'm thinking about all these things at a mile a minute like I've had like 15,000 espresso shots espresso not espresso and I'm just like vibrate literally like vibrating like it's it's so much all the time that's
0: too much it's so much I can't even imagine how you deal with that I don't really know (laughs) is there anything you can do
1: I don't really know there probably is and I, like, honestly... I know. I mean, it's
0: hard to, like, make yourself do anything you said. So, I, when I ask that, it's... Because, I mean, I have my own shit. And so, yeah. like, I was saying, like, with the cleaning, like, it's, like, I can ask myself, like, is there anything you can do to make this situation better? Yeah, well, you can fucking clean. Right, <laughs> but right. if it was that easy, then I would do it. Exactly. So... <laughs> yeah, I, like,
1: it's been interesting because especially, like, this summer... I ran into some some tough stuff, and I made some bad choices on my end. I feel like the last six months or so have been really bad in terms of really high highs and really low lows, to put it simply. I've been, I've been looking into therapy and stuff for a really long time and just like haven't done it. I've done it in the past. I don't know why I'm not doing it right now, but I need to make the time for that. I know people are going to listen to this and be like, here's what she should do. And I'm like, I know that. I'm going to. Believe me. I'm going to do it all. But I haven't yet. Because life gets in the way and it sucks like that. It sounds like such a bullshit answer.
0: It's not. Sometimes, it's
1: not. Sometimes that's how it is. I wish that we were in a society that we could have... Therapist yeah, at work right. you know what I mean ah. like have somebody that's easy and accessible to get to and is like we just need like universal health care and mental health support and like I never 2020. Did like, literally, just, just, okay, like, we wow. just to, like, cha- like we just need to like like we just need to like change some, some things
0: that would, could you imagine
1: I know it's like it's really why don't we have that I don't really I don't
0: know I don't know I just I don't that understand such a brilliant idea that I've never uh, considered shucks
1: yeah it's just like one of those things I just don't understand how like, we've definitely made so much progress in terms of talking about mental health and being honest about how we're feeling and our disorders or whatever idiosyncrasies but yeah we still have such a long way to go because like certain things are glamorized and certain things are demonized and we talk about how accepting we are and then shit all over celebrities when they like, need to take time. Like, I remember when, this is even, like, a pretty small example, but when Game of Thrones ended and Kit Harrington was like, I'm depressed as fuck, I need to go to wherever he, like, he went to, like, a treatment center because he was, like, abusing, I think, alcohol. But I remember yeah. he, like, had, like, a dependency issue with a substance and he was like, I need to, like, go get help about this. And people were like, ugh, like whatever and i was like dude like no like that was not like you don't like you don't say like oh like we're so supportive of mental health and then as soon as like a famous person has an issue we just crap all over them that's insane that's such a double standard
0: you can have like a behavior that is aggressive as a male but then you'd be mad at somebody else if they were that way for your sister it's not the same, because, like, it's not a famous person, but it, you extend compassion to people in your life or yourself if you have a mental illness, but then if it's somebody that you don't know that you just see on a screen, you can easily just be angry about right. it. Right. Like, I don't know. It could be difficult. I wanted to ask you, do you feel that things situationally outside of yourself are kind of rough? That you find that the cycles... You said some of the... Like, there were high highs huh. and all of those. Yeah. So, like, if something, like, if, I don't know, if you went through a breakup or something, then, like, you're going to experience for, like, the next six months, like, a lot of high highs, low lows? So, uh, yes
1: and no. It's interesting because there are definitely things that have, like, triggered either a a really manic response or a really depressive response. Like, that makes sense. However, there are certain things that have happened that should have if, if I'm thinking about it just as bad experience trigger depressive things and good experiences trigger manic highs, then there are definitely things that don't fit that mold, because there are definitely things that triggered the opposite response, or like the quote-unquote wrong response. And there were also times, I think, where my... Well, not I think, I know. There were definitely times where my mental state triggered other action i did things because of where i was at that triggered a whole you know set of things
0: i understand. so it's just kind of like i it's, understand it's
1: cyclical in that sense where yes. it's like you know i was feeling really manic and i made like a dumb choice yes. but then i didn't think it was a dumb choice because i was like i can do no wrong i'm a mate like of course and I then know. as soon as it hits you Aww. like as soon as you get into that depressive state you're like Oh, God, what like, but then it goes all the way to the other extreme, and I'm like, I am the scum of the earth, and I deserve to die, wow. and so, but so it's, it's hard, I'm like, I don't know where I stand on anything, I don't know what I actually think about things anymore, because one day, like, I don't even know what I actually think about myself, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like, like, one day, like, everything just seems one way, and then I wake up the next day, and it seems like something else, and, like, part of it is growth and change and whatnot, but there's also definitely a part of it that is... Related to the state that I'm in. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to navigate sometimes. That are absolutes, like my relationship is an absolute, where I live, I guess, even is an absolute. Although there have been times where I'm just like, I need to get out of here. I need to move immediately. Like, <laughs> I hate this. I need to go, go, go. I did um, that.
0: I've thought that and I've done it and it was bad. <laughs> so yeah, because yeah. it's always like, you know, you can't move <laughs> But no, I just mean like the impulse, you know. like the right. impulse well, there's, there's move. There's always that like, impulse. Like, it's like you want it, like you can't get away from yourself. So I'm like, I'm going to move. And yep. then you get somewhere and you're like, oh, it's just me now. Yeah. So yeah, this it's is even not worse. Like, yeah. like Yeah.
1: It's even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's. It's tough in that regard. Those kind of like impulsive decisions, which I've yeah. made a sum of, and they are not great. But well,
0: I think that there is the. It's hard to make. It's hard to make decisions because you're probably a higher part of you. I feel like everyone has a higher self that sure. they can figure out like what's right and wrong, and that's why these things are distressing to us because we know that this isn't how we really mm. feel. So I always think like if you have a higher self that you know that you want to be the kind of person that takes time to make decisions or like, and you don't, you, you know that you have these changing mindsets so you're probably trying to always be on hyper alert and be like mm. I just want to make the right decision and do it for the right reason. yeah um so I feel like that would be really frustrating yeah um to kind of make like decide like is this the right decision because then you you're like am I in the right state of mind right, right. now yeah and
1: yeah. Again, like the same kind of thing with what I was talking about before in terms of permission there's definitely been this other part of me recently that's just kind of wanting to give myself permission to screw up mm-hmm. because I realized it's one thing to have everyone tell you this thing is wrong. Don't do it. And then you do it and then you learn how it feels and it feels horrible. And you're like, well, I'm never doing that again. But I feel like my whole life, I've always wanted to be the people pleaser, the the perfect student, the perfect daughter, like the perfect girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And in that (laughs) didn't really learn a lot. I like it felt like there were no consequences to anything. And a part of that comes with like, I just turned 25. Part of that becomes with comes with being in your early 20s and feeling like you can't do anything wrong and everything's fine. And then you do make those mistakes, those big life mistakes. And you're like, Oh, God, I have the potential to like really screw things up. I have to deal now with, like, I made the bed, I got to sleep in it, you know what I mean? Like, I have to own up to my actions, and I have always been really, really bad at admitting that I am wrong, and I am even worse at apologizing. I feel so bad for Chet, because I feel bad about things, but I just, like, I won't apologize. And he's like, I just want an apology, and I'm like, like because it's hard for me to admit to myself that I did something wrong. So it's even harder to be like, I'm sorry, I screwed up, but I've been trying to get better because he deserves that. And so do I. And, you know, it's kind of cathartic to say, oh, but it's just like, like, it's just one of those things where it's, I feel like one of the big themes of my life recently has just been like giving myself permission, having that permission to screw up and but also learning on the same token to to deal with consequences and to be like this is the mistake that i made i have sat with it for a while and i understand why and it's part of my life and i'm not going to lie about it and i'm not going to you know sit here and pretend like everything else is like i'm going to sit here and pretend that i'm not responsible and that everyone else is responsible absolutely i'm going to own up to my actions but also give myself the space to make them and not think that I'm the worst person on earth for making those mistakes.
0: Absolutely. Well, my, <laughs> my, so my thought... First I didn't about, know where that came
1: from. This is a big tangent.
0: <laughs> no. This is, like, what happens with these interviews. I love it. Which I, love I, I I do love it, too. I appreciate you saying that and sharing it. I, my thought was, um, it seems to me when you figure out that you do these things that you, these choices that you make that you realize are mistakes. Right like, and then you say, like, you don't really want to apologize, well, like, you, of course, like, I don't even think you want, like, it's not a want thing, like, Ooh, trust me right. when I say, I totally understand, yeah. and, like, the reason I understand is because like, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, and my thoughts are, like, well, of course, like, you probably already are so mad at yourself for making yeah. that mistake, yeah, then, you probably don't, like, of course you don't want to fucking go and, like, have to talk about it and, like, have it's, to, like, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like, I don't know, that's what I'm feeling. It's, it's really tough. I've, yeah. I'm,
1: typically, I get in this cycle of hypothetical, I do something wrong, and then, let's say to my boyfriend, and he'll be like, oh, you did this wrong thing and it really hurt me, and I'm like... And he's like, are you going to say something? And I'm just like, I just shut off. My brain shuts off. Because inside, I'm just like, oh my god, why? Like, I did this again. Like, I always do this. I'm always doing this. Like, I'm always screwing up. I'm so bad. I didn't even realize. I don't know what's going on. Do I really have that bad of judgment that I can't tell, like, what's right from wrong? And then finally, I end up saying that I'm sorry because I want, like, I do want to. Like, that's the thing. Like, I want to. It's just so difficult but i i do have to say that it has gotten a lot easier it's not easy by any means yet i have gotten to a place where now at least i can be like oh i'm sorry i really didn't mean to do that here's how i'm gonna fix it like props to him because he really like (laughs) taught me how to apologize for things i never really a had to and b i never really learned And it is a thing that you have to practice and learn. It's not just, like, a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And he was like, here, like, it kind of, it sounds weird, but it's actually not very weird at all. I think more people need to tell people how to talk to them and how to treat them. He was like, here's how you need to apologize to me. Say you're sorry. Like, admit what you did. Say how you're going to fix it. We're on the same team here. You're not trying to vilify me. So, it's just... Like, I'm very appreciative that is
0: nice. of the fact that
1: he's taught me how to communicate in a lot of ways, because those are things that I felt, I just couldn't articulate them, and it seems so simple. Say you're sorry, say how you're going to fix it, but, like, having someone say that to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense.
0: It does. And,
1: like, if you actually, like, if you look up how you're really supposed to apologize to someone, that's it. And I was like, dang...
0: He just come knowing, or I don't know. Hear? I have, maybe he learned. <laughs> nah, I don't really that's know, awesome but though. That's I just really like cool. I always
1: liked to look at myself as this very like a person that was like very good at speaking and articulating my emotions and you know all that kind of stuff. And then I started dating him and realized a how behind I was on that, even though I had been all like oh hi mighty. B Just how valuable that is and how important that is and how necessary that is in a relationship. Like being able to say those things because no one's a mind reader. I mean, granted, now he knows, you know, how I process things and the fact that I'm like beating myself up over things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still I want to apologize. Like I feel better when I actually get to say it. And like let it all out. Oh,
0: well then that's cool. So yeah, so it's, it's like a positive thing. Oh
1: yeah. Oh d- oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, just
0: the fact that you could even talk about it, how you are talking about it, is it might be a struggle, but it's a struggle that you are aware of and taking active steps and actually kind of enjoying that process. It seems. Like yeah. It's oh yeah. Closer with Ted and.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very. I'm lucky in the sense that I mean, I'm. A, I'm lucky for a lot of reasons.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: But I am lucky to have someone who has been very supportive of my changing and growth, seeing me at my, like, highest high points and my lowest low points, and also actively kind of helping me and I kind of helping him to communicate with each other in a way that makes sense for both of us. Because we have, like, very different ways of processing emotions. Very different, like, love languages, like, very different ways of communicating. And so to be able to learn about this other way of communicating for both of us, find, find things that work for both of us has just made me a better communicator to him, but also, like, a better communicator in general. Absolutely. Like, I'm way better at, like, apologizing for things now. And that's something I was never able to do.
0: That's amazing. And
1: yeah. So that's like a big. That's like and right, and I, the, I that's value the that good so
0: much in, uh, in relationships. One of my questions was going to be: You're in a stable relationship. So how is, how do you <laughs> yeah. do that? Like with this, site, like how do you manage it? I guess. It's definitely
1: it's it's not easy in the sense that I don't make things easy. Like I don't think I'm an I'm an easy person to be in a relationship with.
0: So props, not. props to him not um, <laughs> so
1: for funny. hanging out so long. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a team effort. And it definitely, again, kind of going back to what I was just saying, it definitely helps to be vocal about things. Because the, the closer that we've gotten and the more I've learned how to express myself, the more I can say, and also the more I've learned how to, I actually like identify what I'm feeling in terms of like the absolute mania and the absolute depression, I'm better at identifying it in the mania. Like I'm better at saying, Hey, I'm feeling really manic today. I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to talk your ear off about nothing and everything for like 16 hours. And I'm going to message you all day on Facebook. Like, look at this meme. Look at this thing. What do you want for dinner? What are we going to do? Do you want to go for a run? But like, like just freaking out about everything. So I, I, I think being vocal about it and like actually saying here's how I'm feeling instead of it just being
0: My Daniel acting that way. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and like
1: there's a little bit obviously like I'm not always I'm not always able to articulate it so there's a little bit of that but I think also just having someone who is observant of your behaviors and receptive to them and also learns those patterns That's so nice. Yeah, like you know, cuz now he knows even if I don't say it yeah. like If I'm exhibiting these symptoms, so to speak, I'm extremely manic. And if I'm doing something else, you know that I'm probably in a black hole. Yeah, I'm not good at saying it when I'm feeling very depressive until, like, later. And then I'm like, I was just in a very scary place. I think just having, having kind of that respect for each other's fluctuations and meeting your partner where you're where where they're at you know instead of trying to always get them to like come to you is a big a big help there are times where i granted there are times obviously when i'm like very 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 depressed that like i can't give you an inch like i like you need right you know you need to meet me where i'm at there but I think just in general, trying to keep that balance of when you're feeling a certain way, I'm going to come for you. If I'm feeling a certain way, you're going to come right. for me. When we're both like at a good spot. Yeah.
0: Really, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that
1: works that way with a lot of things. But I think especially emotionally, sometimes if you're on the wrong wavelengths, like if you're on different wavelengths, oh, yeah. it can be kind of off-putting and like disconcerting. It's like, I'm so happy about this thing. Like, why are you not there with me? Or I'm so upset. Why can't you get down to my level to, like, comfort me? So I think just, like, being vocal about, I'm right here with you, or, Mm -hmm. hey, like, I can't be because, like, I'm in a place as well, so I don't want you to think that I'm, like, avoiding you or, like, trying to, like, not, I want to give you everything, I just, I can't because I'm also depleted.
0: I remember a time where I was dating somebody and they told me, they're, like, I... It was getting to that point where it's like, Do we take this a step farther or do we not? And I of course wanted to take it farther and they were like, Well, I really like you and I wanna continue spending time with you, but it's just not like, right now I can't I don't have those capabilities and right. that's a fine thing to say to yeah. somebody. <laughs> yes. It was actually very not mean at all. But it's better to say that yes. than it is to
1: be like, Oh yeah, like I'm halfway in it. Absolutely and not give you
0: yeah what you deserve nothing you know what I mean? like wrong with that at all but inside like it was like you were describing before because i personally have like abandonment issues from my mm. childhood shit so for me hearing that i was like he's leaving It was like you were saying before with the inner child. Well, you didn't really say inner child. You get stuck in these times and places that when you were developing were traumatic for you. And for me, there was a time where something happened and that just triggered me. I knew it was a trigger and I knew he didn't say anything wrong. But I also felt like I, if I articulated what was on my mind it would have been irrational it would have been unfair mm-hmm. like so I just shut down and didn't say anything at all but yeah that was very hurtful for him because he exactly. didn't understand what was happening exactly. so and you know and we were able to work that out yeah luckily but it is something that I struggle with
1: yeah and again like that's a classic example of like, sometimes if there's not that level of communication both people have these things going on inside and both people are getting way different messages from right and and leave
0: the conversation thinking way different things exactly yeah exactly
1: and that's such like that's another huge thing for me Mm -hmm. because sometimes you know like couples have arguments and then later we'll come back and kind of regroup and reflect on it I'll be like, well, I just felt, like, this way when you said this thing to me. And he was like, oh, my God, like, that's not what I intended that at all. Like, that, that I'm telling But, you like, about when, when mm-hmm. you have, like, those spars and things, like, and, you know, you hear this thing that really, like, sets you off. I am, like, a very, I'm a horrible arguer. I just go right for the jugular, mm-hmm. which is not... A practice that you should do at all, but like if I'm really yeah, mad, bad. like yeah, I yeah, like like viper, like it crazy, happens. yeah.
0: Um, and I we, get the, I get to that level. Yeah, it it's just
1: like it's really like I need yeah. to. I really need to work on. I am working on it, but I really need to continue working on that. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where like then like things get really out of hand on my end, and I'm just a horrible person. Then I feel really bad, obviously, clearly. But we'll come back talk about things later when we're like cool headed, and it's like. The misunderstandings are always the thing that sets it off. I thought you meant this thing with the way you phrased that and the tone of your voice and so I said this thing back because I was really offended and I just needed to retaliate like I thought that I needed to like do this and then that really hurt you because I said this horrible thing like at face value like just terrible thing and then it just spirals from there that miscommunication thing is a huge it's
0: huge i mean he left that conversation thinking i hated him for what he had said and that's why i shut down because i just didn't want to say anything and in my head i was just trying not to make the situation any worse because i know how i am you know inside so i'm just trying to get through the moment so i can get to a cool place it is hard for me so i totally get that and
1: it's interesting too because going back kind of to like the mania and the depression like that I think one of the worst times for me in terms of dealing with those one of the worst things that can happen is to get into an argument because when I'm depressive I just can't even fight back mm-hmm. and like it makes me look like I don't care it makes me look like disengaged yeah, yeah. disengaged yeah. for sure and like also not like a woe is me kind of thing but I definitely like kind of like I feel like I look like I play the victim which is not healthy. And then on the other side, I think the manic arguments are worse because I just go off. Because I just don't care. Like I just like And you don't need have to that, feel something. I you don't, you don't I'm have like, the
0: ability to stop.
1: Right. Like okay. I well yeah kind I mean, I, don't I guess know. I don't know. I guess I guess I probably could stop in that headspace, like when it's really, really like at the, the tip of the iceberg, like the, the not the, that's a stupid phrase, when it's really <laughs> at like the one end of the spectrum, like yes, all the way at the end,
0: Yes, the um, volume is it's, way up.
1: it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just like everything, like I will not hold anything back, because I can't hold anything back in any r- aspect of my life, yeah. so like arguments are just one other extension right. of that, and so I think that's really a time when I see the worst of the worst of what it could be, because yeah, like mania is sometimes like happy, and bouncy and fun and crazy not crazy but it, I don't want to use that word but it, like it's just like
0: whoa like whoa, you know what I mean you like wacky arm inflatable tube yeah. man yeah um, <laughs> that's a good analogy you know
1: so there's that but then with an argument if I'm mad like it's that same like vibratingly crate I keep going for that
0: word um <laughs> it's that same
1: electrifying like, like, it feels it, like I'm being, like, shocked every five seconds with, like, those heart things.
0: Like, you're getting, like, I mean, resuscitated over and,
1: yeah. over and over and over again, and you're like, I'm alive, I'm not, I'm alive, I'm not. Like, what? It's like that, but now I'm angry. Oh my God. Stay away i've been trying to be like we can't talk right now like please like i'm gonna like turn into the hulk like i like feel it <sighs> like, like i like feel myself like getting like bigger and green i'm like please stop we need to stop on the head like <laughs> don't let me get there and then like it finally like happens and i'm just like oh, i hate everything like
0: it's up. funny to say
1: but like it's so not fun like it's it's In like a really like it's, it's a really gross behavior so, yeah, I'm, I'm working on all of but, these things. But the thing is, Audience, is but the I promise,
0: I'm not just,
1: like, letting this go on.
0: Do you feel okay by, like, sharing this? Yeah, episode? oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: I mean, like, this is a, like, this is a thing that I'm, I've been very open about. Good. Um, I mean,
0: I'm so appreciative. One, I think a lot of people will relate to it. Two, I relate to it. Three, it is always funnier to joke about, but harder in the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, of course. And of course. four, I think it's amazing that you can recognize it because the problem is a while. But right, it's there. I mean, I've been. It takes me a long time. It takes people a long time to recognize behaviors, but the when you can, that I think is the biggest step. Yeah. I really would argue that that is one of the biggest steps. Just the fact that you can reflect on your behavior and think like oh, yeah, that wasn't the best way to handle it. I'm going to try. You know, it's not easy to extend that, but you said it earlier, like a practice. Yeah. And it is. It's practicing. It is. Like, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not, but I'm going to, like, commit to trying to do this, like, until I get it. Yeah. No,
1: it's definitely, um, it's not a thing that I have anywhere near all figured out in terms of just kind of keeping tabs on how I'm feeling and, trying to figure out where those things came from and like Mm -hmm. sometimes you can like a lot of times you can't sometimes it's chemical sometimes it's it is hormonal. just hormonal for me yeah yeah definitely no seriously sometimes it's I've had really crappy sleep for months on (laughs) months like 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 weeks on end and like I haven't been eating right and I haven't been doing stuff right you know but sometimes it just seems to come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. there have been times where My diet and exercise routines have been perfect and I've had eight glasses of water a day and I take my vitamins and I still feel like a, like a wildly, like a roller coaster going off the rails and then shattering at the bottom of a, like the Mariana's (laughs) Trench or whatever. I don't know. Is that even the right word? I don't even know. But it's just like, yeah, like it's, it's one of those things where I, I'm getting better slowly at figuring out where things are located I feel like in my body at right. all times like like just trying to like pinpoint like where those emotions are settling in different
0: parts of you maybe yeah like yeah
1: it's, a, it's a, an ongoing journey and process and uh I don't think that that'll be over did you anytime soon or my whole life
0: it won't be <laughs> but yeah great news it
1: won't be get ready your struggles will last forever <laughs> And it's like, yeah, a lot of times they do, but also there are going to be times that they do not, they're not going to get better all the time. And that's very important to recognize. Like, you can't, I feel like you can't give people false hope, but you could give people, like, enough hope.
0: You can give them ways to see the good and see, I think you can, like, find ways to manage it. And I think that you can find ways to see positive sides of this because you even talk about with your mania like sometimes there are things that you can do to positive like positive oh sure or if you like harness it for yeah you know so like in some ways I mean um I'm trying to think of some things like for me with I think with depression then poetry comes out and a lot Mm. of people Mm -hmm. relate to that so there are positive things that come from it And, like, when I say it's, like, not going to go away, I feel like that's just, like, things that I struggle with, too. Like, my therapist all the time is, like, this is, like, never going to, like, you have to understand that you have to accept it. Because I will be mad at myself because I'm not getting better. And she's, like, and you keep trying to get yourself to this, like, goal of getting better. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, like, I don't know if the actual like emotional things i mean obviously there's a whole other argument here about like medication and stuff yeah and, you know,
0: that's, that's true too. great and wonderful yeah. and i
1: definitely i have never used it mm-hmm. i'm not opposed to it it's mm-hmm. just like never kind of
0: you never been had on my it. radar
1: right but also because like i feel like only recently has it been to the point where i'm like oh maybe i should get medicated like i'm mm-hmm. like maybe that's a thing I feel like only recently has that happened, and so that's why I've never really given it the consideration that I'm sure people will be like, you should try meds. Or maybe not. I don't care. It th- doesn't matter. I'm not doing it right now. It's just I'm going to be where I'm at. And you can take but,
0: your time with that. When the time is right, you'll know. Right. If you want to. Yeah. If, if you don't, you don't.
1: The the emotional highs and lows and fluctuations might not get better. Like They might stay at the same rate But you will get better by like training yourself to and practicing and processing things, get better at recognizing those and handling those. And so the symptoms, the the actual thing might not get better, but the symptoms of it might be more manageable because you know how to do it. They're not always going to be. Because sometimes things are even like you get a curveball out of left field, and you're like, "I've never felt quite this bad," or like this. Cr- I keep going back to it, but just like this, like, <laughs> like, like. like uh, there's there's so many adjectives out there, and I'm picking the wrong ones. Um You know, I've never felt this Um agitated, or agitated or, is uh, a good one. Random um,
0: <laughs> so I'm to think yeah, that. I
1: just I always think of myself like like as like this like shaky vibraty, like
0: like a bumblebee, like <laughs> like, a, like a hummingbird
1: <laughs> Ooh, like, but,
0: hummingbirds but like pretty. in a
1: not fun way right. like in a like right.
0: no it's okay um, really <laughs> <feel
1: good. laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hummingbirds are so pretty and when I i'm know. like that i'm just like
0: i ah, actually ah. i actually have long said that hummingbirds are my spirit animals oh and that's so funny because of my anxiety that, that makes a ton of sense. feel that way. Like, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. So I'm in and out. And exactly. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'm like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. and like, my
1: wings are beating so fast. You can't even see them. Absolutely. Um, I think if you put the work in and you put the effort in when you can, you can figure out how to be better at
0: managing managing
1: things and figuring out Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. This is what I've been through before. Keeping a log of those experiences that you've had in the past and being like, "Okay, like I've been here. I got through it last time. I can get through it again." Here's what I did last time. Let's see if that works. If not, we'll regroup after. Yeah. In way less like clinical terms because when it actually is happening, you're just like trying to survive. But I think yeah, I think that 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 practice and that that Gaining these insights and things, like, on your life's journey, that gives me hope. And the (laughs) idea that, like, I'm going to continue learning and, like, continue getting better at dealing with all of the things that I have going on, like, that is what I would say gets better. If you can give it that much.
0: Yeah. That's the hope part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That definitely... I feel like I need that hope.
0: Right. (laughs) Sometimes. I mean all the time, but like
1: specifically sometimes where I'm just I don't (laughs) I know. (laughs) How do how how do? Like how do I how do I
0: continue? But I'm gonna ask you two questions. Oh boy. And then that'll probably be like we'll try to wrap it up. Totally. But what you just said kinda goes into this. Um, what keeps you hanging on?
1: Mmm. Interesting.
0: Um, well, I think
1: that's, it's such a simple question, but it's like such a big one. Definitely. I think the, the biggest one obviously is like family and my boyfriend and my friends and stuff. Like I love them and I don't want to not be around them. (laughs) I don't want to not be around for them. And I also don't want to Miss out on their cool the stuff. Of being you know what I mean? Them. Yeah, I just like yeah. want to be with them. Yeah, um, and I feel like I have so much more to do, and those those valued friendships of mine. The one thing that really does keep me going is like the idea of making more art, even when I'm severely in pain. Like if I, it sounds so hilarious, but like if I can get like a good poem or like something out of that, I'm like yes, like. Yes, because like this is really good, and like I know I feel like crap right now, but I know that this is good and I love it. It's a weird disconnect. I feel so bad, but then I get this little like spark of something that's like, oh my gosh, like that's really great writing or like a great painting. Even though I still feel bad, I got some beautiful thing out of it. And I know people have said that before, and it's like such a cliche thing in like art, the art world. Can't deny it, it's true. Like that's how I feel on like a regular basis. So yeah, the idea of making more art and the idea of being with my my family and my friends and not wanting to to leave them behind, contrary to what I used to think, I don't feel like I'm done yet. And I don't want to, uh... Yes. To cut that short.
0: I feel that, too. I feel that, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are times, too, where I'll, like, be having a panic attack, and I think that this is the end. Like, I'm like, wow, this is the end. I'm dying. Like, I see the yes. white light. Like, yeah. I don't even know it's actually happening. Yeah. But then I, like, in those moments, I always am like, no, it's not time. And, like, and that's the part. <laughs> like, that's that, like,
1: I think that's that hope thing again. Like, right. there. There can be that like tiny thing that like sometimes you can hear, sometimes you can't. But when you really need to, you can surprise yourself in how resilient you can be. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I do. Have you read Harry Potter? Have you watched the movie? Like,
1: kind of. I would, I would probably know the reference. the us go, Horcrux. Really embarrassing.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, well, he had a search for the Horcruxes, and like, it's that time where like everything's working against you, and he like found this like bravery inside of himself. Yeah. So I always draw that from Harry Potter. The other book I wanted to ask you is, have you ever read Marbles?
1: No, but I don't know why I know that that name. Well, it's
0: a comic. Um.
1: Book. Mm. It's like
0: a what do you call those things?
1: Like a like a, a graphic, graphic novel, novel. Yeah. yes.
0: And she has bipolar. Oh wow! And she literally draws her way through it. Oh my and god! It's all about her like finding out her diagnosis and what works for her, and she depicts mania to a way that's brilliant. I don't have a copy. If I had a copy I literally would give it to you right now I love because that so much. I feel like you would, really would identify especially as an artist. And which brings me to the question, my last question for oh, you boy. Which da, 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 da. is what relationship do you experience between mental health and art? So you just kind of spoke about this I a did. little bit. <laughs> That's so if you have anything else you wanted to add on that.
1: Hmm. I don't know how I would get through some of the things that I've gotten through without being able to make things, you know, from it and out of it and because of it and about it. Um, did I say about it already? I don't even know. Um, I, <laughs> I,
0: don't
1: um, I don't know, It's been know. a long day. It's been it's a
0: long been life. It's been a long conversation. It's been and a long life.
1: But yeah, I think in terms of my relationship with like mental health and art, it's definitely... It's, it's, it's been there for me when I felt like, sounds so fucking cliche, when no one else understood, like know, for real. art was there, because even I didn't understand. There were times where I'm like, I can't articulate this with words, and like, I just need to put paint on a canvas, and yeah, like, that red is how I'm feeling, like, the way that red intersects with that blue is that experience that I had. I, yeah, I can't even tell you always how I'm feeling but having the the colors and the brush strokes and all of those things to kind of bridge that gap a lot of times doing that will it'll it'll help me to learn how to talk about it or like at least like not learn how to talk about it but like learn how to articulate those things that are seemingly you know you can't articulate them
0: for me, it's like processing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And having that time. Cause like, again, like in the, in this world, like we're so busy all the time and being pulled in a hundred different directions at all times, having that time to sit down and be as slow as I want about making a painting and making these deliberate drawn out motions does give me that time to reflect and to process and to not be reading 10 different things on Facebook and mm-hmm. going all over the place. Like, I've realized that, side note, media and social media are all <laughs> a horrible mix, as are depression and social media.
0: Yeah. I think we could all agree that social media in general is just kind of... In some ways, it has its positive. I like... I do... I will I like say, it. I like social media I a lot. I use it I a lot. can't say that
1: I... Yeah, like, I can't say that I don't like it. But when I'm in a headspace like that, like, mm. it's not it's not what I should be looking at because it always leads to disastrous results. But yeah, having having like a, a place to to paint and to just sit quietly and think about what's been going on and how to articulate that and how to thereby process it and digest it has been a huge, huge coping mechanism for me. And with poetry, sometimes when I can articulate things already, just being able to like beautify that um, in a certain way and, and put it to words that might not always make sense as a sentence but just to express that certain feeling and how uh, to kind of document how those things have have gone down yeah it's a it's a great coping mechanism it's a mm-hmm. great tool it's very therapeutic and it also is it's it's real cool like it's, I know, it's, no, it's real no, nice to have Sarah like a piece Kay? at the end of the day do like, you
0: like do you know Sarah Kay
1: yeah oh my god yeah she said
0: like in her TED talk it's like um you start a poem sometimes and like you don't even know where it's where it's going or you or you'll finish it and you'll be like oh that's what that was about exactly so that's like the sometimes it just comes out out yeah you you don't even you like poop them out like (laughs) I do anyway like I'm just like where did that come from oh that's what that was about seriously the
1: best poems that I've ever written have been ones that I just I feel like I like black out for a second and then I'm like oh wait (laughs) like look at what How? Oh my God! Like that's amazing. Um, Not to my own but
0: I definitely could. Yeah, and I've been working on new stuff.
1: And ideally, what I my goal for next year would be if I could write enough things to like self publish. That
0: would be so cool. I would love to do
1: that because I I feel like that would also be very cathartic. Yeah. To get that out there, I recommend art to anyone who needs to deal with things like this like even if you're not because I've, I've heard so many people be like oh I'm not like good at it like I can't mm-hmm. do that I'm like dude just get like a cheap paint set and just like spill it on like spill yeah. like just do it like it doesn't matter what it looks like that's not the point
0: like you said I feel blue right now that's how I do it like and sometimes I don't even know where my painting is going that's why I always want people to like you said you don't have to be good at it it's just about working through your emotions yeah and um it's therapeutic yeah
1: exactly somehow. like no one has to see it no you, know what I mean? yeah, and, yeah, you can
0: like burn you, it you can just like throw it away yeah exactly yeah. Like, you can shred it like it doesn't yeah. matter
1: as long as you are able to make that thing and kind of I, I think it helps to have something tangible at the end of it yeah. to like look it in the face and be like this is all of, you suck like you're my horrible feelings and experiences and now like that might be good to just like rip it up kick a hole in it It's kinda like, you know, that's that's over and done with and now I
0: can wash my hands of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So So I never even really thought of that, but now I'm gonna go do it. Good. That makes (laughs) me very
0: happy. I love that. That's Um, great. So before you do that, is there anything else you would like to add that you hadn't talked about?
1: Not really. I I'm very interested to listen to this back and like like I said, I feel I, I, I it's a little it's always a little bit scary to talk about things, I guess know that people are going to have their opinions about things which they are totally entitled to the idea of someone telling you this is what's best for you like this is what you should be doing and I'm like do you really think I haven't thought of that really like please don't insult my intelligence like I I know that I'm like I'm going to get professional therapeutic help I know that meds are an option that like I may or may not look into like not that that's any of anyone's business um I feel like If I could go out on any one note, it's, like, I feel like we should just all be more supportive of ourselves, be more supportive of each other, and also just kind of, like, stay in our lanes.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I
1: love advice. Like, I love, like, getting advice from people, and, like, I think everyone has people's best intentions in mind, hopefully, when they give people advice, but... Make sure, make sure people want it first. Yeah, <laughs> Ask. If they say no, don't continue to give them the advice. Like, sometimes you just don't, you don't want it. And like, you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Like they, like as an other person, like collective you, like can't do anything about that. You just got to let people go at their own pace sometimes.
0: That's what I was gonna say, having respect for people in their own journey. Because everybody like learns on their own and if somebody wants to seek that out, they can and sometimes that doesn't work for people. Sometimes it's somebody else's and I totally agree with that. I get frustrated too, especially if I'm going through a depression and then people Go do yoga. Why don't you go for a walk? All this stuff that I'm like, you think exactly. Like, you think I didn't consider that already? So I totally feel that. And um, I think you're right that everybody needs to be just a little bit more respectful of everybody figuring things out for themselves. Yeah. And letting other people... And and sometimes what I say, like I've said to other people that have offered me advice that I really didn't want and need and wasn't helpful... And I had that same feeling as I'll say, I appreciate it, but my inner wisdom is telling me something different and I'm yeah. going to go with that, way. Right? Because I feel that, yeah.
1: And it's, it's tough because then there's also that fine line of, but I'm really bad at asking for help. I know. So, you know, like, where does that boundary go? And like, maybe I don't know. Like, that's okay. Like, maybe I don't know yet. Yeah. But I think it's just the idea of just like, <laughs> it's so preachy, but do things for people's best interest everyone, everyone's going through something, like, I know everyone always says it, but, like, even the people you don't like Mm -hmm. are dealing with their own stuff. I have not met one single person that I've talked to that has just had everything be hunky-dory without something that might seem so small to me, but, like, it's such a significant problem or, like, insecurity or something for them, and I'm just, like, who am I to invalidate that? I have a myriad problems and things that I'm sure other people would look at and be like oh but like a I would hope that they wouldn't um and b why 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 like why do that (laughs) to anyone like Like, I just don't understand like it's like having
0: more compassion for other people yeah
1: just more more compassion and more respect to go around and more having that underlying knowledge that nobody's life is as like blissful and perfect as it seems Acting on that notion,
0: absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. you know, just. I think that's something we all need to learn.
1: R e s p e c t. That's you
0: awesome. Know. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I really appreciate it. To, thank to talk you. To you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much. This week's. Book recommendation is Marbles, Mania, Depression, Michelangelo, and Me, a Graphic Memoir by Ellen Forney. I read this book a few years back and I reference it a lot. I believe it can teach people who do not have bipolar, I think it can give them a deep understanding of what somebody may feel like if they have it. And I also think it provides comfort to people who are going through it, as in they may not feel so alone. So check that out. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. The music that you hear in the beginning and the end, that gorgeous, beautiful music, is from Joe Burke. He is a musician from Pittston pa he has amazing music with great lyrics that i find to be very uplifting so check him out on uh, spotify or wherever you stream your music and if you have a chance to check out a local show do that too i do hope you enjoyed the show today if you did please remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're on Apple iTunes, please leave a review. It always helps other listeners find the show. One last manner of business. I am currently recording this on a 10-year-old laptop. I don't have any microphones, and I don't have any money for microphones or any of the fancy equipment that can make the audio sound so much better for you. So, if you do enjoy the show, uh, consider coming over to my anchor.fm page and donating to the cause of this podcast. Thank you, and have a great week.